Bible, the word of God, the love letters of Jesus has more than 5,000 historical documents. Proves this is the word of God. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. And every, everybody died. You know, Muhammad died. Buddha died. And all those small gods, they died. And Jesus died. But the Bible says, Jesus risen on the third day. And Jesus is the King of Kings. And Jesus is the Lord of Lords. And he is coming back second time. So we need to proclaim this message. To every person who is uh, dying with suicidal thoughts. Every person who is going into hell. Every person who, is, uh, who don't have hope and who are at the point of death. We need to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. It is the power of God unto salvation. We just got back last week from India. And, uh, you know, when you live in India for 25 days, you're used to their timing. They're, they're, it's, it's already Sunday night there. It's 11.43 here in the afternoon or morning in, uh, in, in U.S. In, in, in India, it's, it's 10.30 Sunday night. So, you know, my kids, my wife and I, we've been used to Indian timing and now we come back here and you have to get used to United States timing here. So when we got back, we were tired, but we know we have some work to do and job to do in the ministry uh, with, our, with our natural life. So we began to do work and take care of some business. And then we attended Reverend Siegel's meetings on Sunday night, last Sunday night, uh, we were here. The, we were here a Sunday night, Sunday morning. We preached on the road and at a church. Sunday night we were here, and uh, we were tired. We got home, and I cooked something for the family. We were eating, and there was a knock on the door, and uh, I, I went outside. There, there were like four people. They said, do you know what's happening in our neighborhood? I said, no, we just got back from India. And uh, they said uh, uh, it was on the news. There was a family driving from Nashville to Paducah. And this van was hit. And, this, uh, and, uh, and uh, there were like three children died. And uh, the, the van flipped five times on the interstate. Uh, and the mother was unconscious. She was in Vanderbilt. And we thought about whom to invite and pray, and we thought about you. So can you come and pray for with, with this family? And I put my plate down. I said, I'll come. I, I took my Bible, and uh, I walked into this house. And uh, uh, there were like 21 people waiting in the room. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, as I said, I, I don't know how to speak Spanish, so there, the, I had a Spanish interpreter waiting for me, and I was able to share the gospel with them. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to kill and to steal and to destroy, but Jesus came to give you life. And, and, and I, shared, I shared John 16.33, that in this world you will have trouble. But Jesus said... Be a good cheer, I have overcome the world for you. 
Then I shared Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord, that you will be saved. And I began to encourage those people and I began to share the gospel with them uh, and they were all were blessed and encouraged and we were able to assist and help them to find a funeral home uh, to do the funeral for the children. Uh, and, 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 and they said, uh, my wife is, is in the hospital. She was unconscious and she was unable to uh, uh, do anything or talk. Or, uh, we, 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 there's no movement in her body. And I, I prayed in that room that Sunday night that by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ, your wife is not going to die. She's going to live and you're going to see your wife coming home. And that's what I prayed. And that's what my wife prayed. And after, after two days, the man texted me and said, when, when the doctors mentioned my, my name, that do you know your husband, uh, so-and-so, the, the wife began to have a momentum in her body, and she was moving her fingers and her hand, and she came back to life. She came back to life. Amen? She came back to life. And who, who does this kind of great things? Who does this kind of great things? No CNN. No MSNBC. No, 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 no Fox News. Not your favorite radio station. Not Dr. Phil on the TV. Amen? But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second coming King, and the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power, and how Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of Satan and devil. Amen? Jesus Christ is in the business of restoring people. Jesus Christ is in the business of saving people. And Jesus Christ is anointed. And if you are a born-again Christian, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the same anointing to go and do the works of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And do the works of Jesus Christ. And, and, and I'm going to read the scriptures, but I want to finish the story. So what happened? So the wife began to move her fingers and she had momentum. And they, they, they were able to, uh, uh, they were able to uh, move her from ICU to regular room. And, and because I didn't know how to speak Spanish, you know, they, I, I told them, hey, I don't know how to speak Spanish. I'd rather do a funeral. But uh, they said, hey, uh, they're going to find a Spanish pastor. So I went to visit them on Friday for the funeral. And when I walked into that room, you know, you can see uh, there, there were like close to 170 people in the room. And, uh, I, and uh, I was just praying with the man, the husband. And uh, the interpreter came and said, uh, I know we didn't ask you up front, but would you share the same message what you shared with us on Sunday night with everybody? And he said he will interpret for me. And I said, yeah, I'll take it, <laughs> you know. So 
I take it and I, I was there and I, 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 I preached the same message, but I had more utterance from the Holy Spirit and I, I challenged them, I encouraged them and I shared the gospel with all the Spanish family and, uh, and this, is, this is the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, you don't, know, you don't need to know the language, but you can speak you know, with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and people will receive. And even though there was a barrier between them and I with the language, but their hearts have been open to the gospel and everybody stood up and, and after I finished praying for them, they were, they were all praising Jesus and they were excited that, that, that what the message they heard that day. Amen? Amen? that the message they heard that day, and that opened the door. And I didn't even tell my son, uh, I didn't ask him, but yesterday we were here for some practice for him, and he got some of the cards. Uh, where are those, uh, where, where, is the, where are the Easter cards? Can, can I have that? And he said, Dad, I got some of these cards. Can I go and, and, and give it to the Spanish family who lives in our neighborhood? And, and, and also he mentioned about two more families who don't go to church in our neighborhood. So I said, yeah, if you want to do that, go and do it. And he prayed for these three families, and, uh, and he went and gave them a card yesterday. I don't need to ask him. I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't force him. It's in his blood. And, and, and he knows that he knows that those people need to come to church. So you have one of these cards on your seat. I challenge you, invite somebody for this coming Sunday, Easter, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bet you know somebody from your neighborhood. I bet you know somebody from your workplace. I know there's somebody in your own family who is lost, who needs Jesus in their life. And I challenge you, share invite and pray that they will come. Amen. They will come. Amen? Amen? So let's go back into the word of God. Uh, uh, so Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. We will, we will share. It's 11.52. I told Pastor Chris I'll just close it. But, you know, we didn't even start much. <laughs> we didn't even start much. So uh, Mark chapter 16. We are... We are, we are uh, we are reading verse 16. The Bible says, He who believes, who adheres to and trusts in and relies on the gospel and him he, whom he sets forth and is baptized will be saved. Amen? Will be saved. I want to tell you, we, we don't need to wait until the resurrection Sunday, but today is the day of salvation. I bet there are some people in this room you're, you're, you, you have one foot in the world, you have one foot in the church, and I challenge you the, by the word of God that you completely surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Completely surrender your life to Jesus Christ so that you're not playing games in the world, but you are completely giving your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen? So be saved and be baptized and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And notice what the Bible says, but he who does not believe, he who does not adhere to and trust in and rely on the gospel and him who sets forth will be condemned. 
There's a day coming, everybody will stand in front of Jesus, but there are two places you're going to end. One is in heaven with Jesus, and the other one is the lake of fire. That's where you will end. There's, there's, there's a place called heaven. There's a place called hell. But Jesus said in the Gospels that the hell is not created for you. It's created for devil and for his demonic angels who have been disobeyed. So you, I encourage you, make a commitment for Jesus before you leave. And walk with him. And live the good life Jesus has given to you. Amen. And, and this is the meat of the word right now. It's 1155. And uh, in verse 17, the Bible says, And these attesting signs will accompany Wall Harvest Church of Paducah if they believe in Jesus' name. Not in Dr. Phil, not in Hillary Clinton, not in uh, Joe Biden, not in, uh, not, not in uh, your favorite uh, party, political party. But if you believe in Jesus' name, if you believe in Jesus' name, if, if Jesus can risen on the third day, and if he can take the keys of life and death, and if Jesus has destroyed the works of the devil, and if Jesus is anointed to go and preach the gospel to set people free, I'm telling you, Jesus Christ has the power, and he's going to accompany you as you go. As you go. You know, the rocking chair has a lot of action. But it won't go anywhere if you sit on it. Amen? A lot of Christians, even our church in, the, in this congregation, you might be comfortable. You might say, hey, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I have Jesus in my life. And I, ha I, I know about healing. But if you all talk all day, sitting in that rocking chair, you won't go anywhere. You won't see great things happening in your life. Right? You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not easy to travel with your family to India. You know, we, we had to believe God for $12,000 to come to pay for our flight tickets. Then, take care of all the business on this side that every utility will be paid. Then, go there and take care of the pastors and churches and preach on the road and, and, and help my parents in the ministry. You know how much it cost us? <laughs> I'll give you the number. $22,000. But I'll tell you this. I know my friends don't want to hear this, but there's, there's two friends in this, in this service. They gave half of the money. They gave half of the money. And the remaining money came, and I, you know, it's hard to go and preach at every church, you know, when you have limited time to go to India. You know what Jesus did for us, for Chelsea and I, for our kids? Most of the churches, when they heard that we're going to India, they said, we will collect an offering and send it to you. And so I never need to go and preach for some of these churches, but Jesus moved upon them, and they gave us, they sent us an offering and that able to help us 
to take care of everything and go and preach Jesus and come back. Amen. And you know what most of the pastors told us? Since COVID, the churches in India has been dry spiritually. But in, our, in my father's fellowship, all those 74 pastors, including the remaining uh, 120 who came, they said, we've been strengthened by the word of God with the refreshment of the Holy Spirit. And they're ready to go to their own villages and share the gospel and strengthen their churches. Amen? So I, I, want, to, I want to give glory to Jesus and Holy Spirit and Heavenly Father but I also want to thank you for the ones who supported us, the ones who prayed for us. Thank you that you have a, you have a reward from Jesus for what you did. Amen. And this church has a reward for supporting the orphanage in India and for supporting us. Uh, uh, so I want to say thank you, Pastor Chris and Pastor Amber and everybody. You know, one thing about us, every dollar you invest in us, we, we use the dollar into the kingdom of God. Into the kingdom of God. And, and, and last year we did, a, we did a Christmas outreach in Cairo, Illinois. And not, nobody goes to Cairo, unfortunately. And uh, they think it's dead. It's dead to a certain, reason, certain extent. But we, we had an open window with the church in Cairo, Illinois. Last year, we did a Christmas outreach. We gave 100 winter blankets. We fed them. I preached the gospel two nights. And we, we had more. Th we gave 30 Bibles to people in the service who don't have Bibles. And we had uh, 22 people come to Jesus in two nights. Amen. And, and, and the church in Cairo said, uh, they, they called me Pastor Kamal for some reason when I tell them I'm an evangelist. And they said, Pastor Kamal, can you come back and do a healing service here because we need healing in our city. So uh, we're, we're going to go once a month to Cairo, Illinois, and we're going to do a healing service, and we're going to feed those people, and we're going to do our job to share Jesus with them. Amen. And time is not going to allow me to share everything, but I'm going to finish the word here. So let's, let's, go to, let's go to verse 17. And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe in Jesus' name. They will drive out demons. Amen? In Jesus' name. You don't need to give a rip what enemy is doing, what Satan is doing, what a familiar spirit will do as long as you walk in love. You are in unity. As long as you have a strong relationship with Jesus, you don't need to be afraid what the enemy will do. Amen? Uh, in 2015, when we were in India, uh, Amen was four years old. Uh, we were pregnant with Alithia at the time. One of the places we went was a church outside the city, all Hindu idol worship temples. We passed probably 20 of them. We walked into this church. They have 60 people worshiping in a small room with one light bulb. And I preached the gospel. I gave an altar call. And people were coming to the altar. There was one lady. She was yelling and screaming. And she was disturbing the whole service. And uh, I looked at myself and said, well, this is only the church in the whole village outside the city. And I don't know anybody here except my dad 
because we are like five hours away from our hometown. And my son is four, my wife is pregnant. Maybe it's better for me to just silently pack up and just leave the service. But you know what? The Holy Spirit reminded me, these signs will accompany those who believe. Those who believe. So I went up to the lady and said, ma'am, can you calm down? She was not listening. She was screaming and being loud. And, you know, I just went up to her and said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command that spirit to come out of you in Jesus' name, and you're going to be silent. And the lady fell on the ground. You can ask my wife and my son, and Jesus when you see him in heaven. <laughs> and, and, and we had a great service. People got saved, got delivered, and the lady got up after a few minutes, and she's free. She's free. Amen? These signs shall follow those who believe. Not sitting on the rocking chair and quoting scriptures, but go and do the works of Jesus Christ. I could have said Sunday night, I'm tired from the trip. I'm still catching my sleep. I'm about to eat my dinner. But you know what? I have to go and take my opportunity. The Lord opened. And that opened the door, not only with the immediate family, 21, but with the 170 people to share that Jesus is not the author of destruction, but Jesus is the one who gives life. Amen? Amen. Jesus is the one who gives life. So you have to take your opportunities. If you think, you know, I am blessed, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I know the healing message, Pastor Chris will do it, or so-and-so will do it, I'm telling you, the great things God wants you to do through you in your life, uh, through the, your ministry God has given to you, will not happen if you don't go. Amen. Will not happen if you don't go. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, uh, so the, number one, the number one sign you have from Jesus, if you believe and go and share the gospel, that you will drive out evil spirits. Amen? You know, in 2012, when, when Dr. Dufresne, Pastor Nancy came to our church to dedicate this building, I was in the line, in the minister's line. Dr. Dr. Dufresne laid hands on me and said, as you continue to renew your mind, God will open doors and, and the great power of God will come upon you and you will cast out evil spirits. That's what he prophesied. And I began to pray and hold on to that word. And I, I don't have time, but I know detectives, I know cops in our, in, in our city. Uh, when they go through depression or anxiety, uh, my friend in Ohio, uh, they, they know whom to come to. They'll, they'll reach out to my wife. They'll reach out to us. Because when they're dealing with all this opposition, uh, with, with, uh, with all the junk goes on in our city, in our nation, they need freedom more than a Prozac. Amen? Amen? Amen. More than a Prozac. So it comes if you go and pray for them. Yes. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 What is the second sign Jesus will do if you believe in him? That you will speak with new language, which is praying in the Holy Spirit. You know, you know that I'm not eloquent like Pastor Chris. 
But my, my confidence, my secret, before I go and preach anywhere, I'll, I'll take more time praying in the Holy Spirit. And that's my, that has been my secret. The more I pray in the Holy Spirit, the more I began to speak in other tongues in the heavenly language, Jesus began to give me utterance to preach, to minister, and even other denominational churches, they ask me, well, what is that baptism of the Holy Spirit? You know, we did a tent revival in Bingo, Kentucky last year, and, and, the, and the pastor who hosted us, he's a Baptist pastor, but he invited us to eat dinner with him uh, 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 before we left to India, and this is what he prayed in his house with our family. Father, I don't know what it means, but I want to have that upper room experience. And they're open because the way you live. We're not perfect. We're getting there. But God sees something. And people see something. But, uh, but, but one of the second signs is you can speak in new tongues. And glorify God and charge your spiritual battery. That's the second sign, right? So what is the third sign? If you believe in Jesus, what will happen? You will pick up serpents, right? You don't go and ca catch a snake. But on your journey to preach the gospel, on your journey as you're living for Jesus, if you come across anything, Jesus will protect you. Yeah. Amen? My father goes to places, probably they don't have electricity in the night, and he has to walk on the streets. But as he comes back home every night, Jesus protects him from all those uh, places where he goes to preach the gospel. And, and the word of God is true. Amen. That Jesus will protect you even you come across anything, any opposition from the enemy. Right? right. And notice the uh, fourth thing, it, if you drink anything deadly... It will not hurt you. Amen. We've seen that in India. when The food in India is different than here. And when we go there, our stomach gets upset. And, and it takes us a couple of days to get used to their side of the world. But as we prayed and believed, I was so hot one day when I got up on this trip to India. Uh, I, got, I, I was at the point of dehydration. I was unable to eat anything. And I have to go and preach to 120 pastors. And my wife and my children laid hands on me. And they prayed that Jesus will heal me. And you know what happened instantly? In 10 minutes, my body cooled down. I got ready. And I was able to go and preach the gospel. Amen? So these signs shall follow those who believe. Those who go and do the works of Jesus Christ. Amen? And the last thing is they will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. Amen. Right? Amen. You saw the man who was paralyzed on his right side. When I laid hands on him, by the stripes of the Lord Jesus, the power of God began to work in him. Amen. Right? And uh, there was a man who came to our healing Bible study last year. His lungs has been diagnosed with cancer. And the Vanderbilt told this man that uh, there is not much time for you to live, so go home and make everything right. He came to our Bible study, and Chelsea and I began to share 
the scriptures that it is the will of God for you to be healed and for you to be made whole. He's a Presbyterian. And he said, uh, preacher, they don't teach this in my church. And, uh, but he's open. And you know what happened? I got a text message in three months that he got a clean bill from the doctor. And they said, you're going to live. All you need to do is, you know, go for regular checkups. Amen? Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, forevermore. And if you go and believe what the Bible says, and if you believe in his name and go out, he's going to do the remining. Amen? He's going to do the remining, and I'm going to put my wife on the spot here. There's a small testimony she can share with you regarding that if you lay hands on the sick, you shall be saved. There are two applications to this tech, uh, testimony. Uh, you know, we all prayed in India, and, uh, but I, I'll let her share it quickly. Uh, I'll let her share it quickly, so... Uh, So um, a week before we left for India, my, I got a phone call that my mom was taken by ambulance to the emergency room in Mayfield. And, um, you know, talking about earlier in the service, we were talking about looking within, you know, making mention and getting in tune with your spirit, man, and not your head. So, you know, there's been times that I've gotten similar phone calls and I went. And I just, I immediately, what we, we call or know, dip down. You know, I looked in my spirit and, and not in my head. And I just, I knew in my heart it was going to be okay. Um, so I prayed with her over the phone. And they admitted her to the hospital. And she, what happened was she um, was depleting of, of bodily flu fluids in various ways. <laughs> um, but she had a virus, uh, um, and the, the doctor said that if she hadn't had went to the ER when she did, that she could have actually died. Um, but, you know, the, the prayer of faith works. And so she was healed. And she, the, the day she was going to be released from the hospital, um, they, they found out she had blood clots in her legs. She has a, a hereditary blood clotting disorder. Um, but so they're like, well, you, you can't go home. You know, you, God healed her of the virus, but now we've got this other thing. And so um, this was all within a week of leaving for India. And so I'm preparing for leaving for India and having to, to deal with this. And it, it's all about releasing your faith and knowing. And, you know, what was that? Where were we? Mark 16? I was looking... I know we're really going over time, but, um, you know, while I find this, um, so they said she's going to have to have surgery, so they scheduled her with her surgery three days before we're going to India, so I go and I, I spend the time at the hospital, and I'm praying with her, and I'm releasing faith, and I just, I know everything's going to be okay. They did the surgery, they got all the blood clots out, and they released her two days two days or one day before we leave for India. So that was my goal. I'm like, if I can just get her home, I know it's going to be okay. And so we got her home. We left for India. I get a phone call um, a week after we were, we were in India, and she's going by ambulance again to the emergency room. So I'm like, 
okay, what, what do I do? You know, I, I look to my spirit. And again, I just, this, this overwhelming, I mean, it's my mom, you know? And so emotions, emotions come, but we're not led by emotions. You know, we, we learned that with Reverend Joe Siegel. It doesn't matter what we feel, what we think, you know? And so I, I asked, um, my brother called me and I asked, you know, is she there? Can I talk to her? And so, you know, again, the time changed. So it's 2 a.m. in the morning in India. <laughs> and so, you know, I prayed with her over the phone, and I released the prayer of faith. And, I, again, just that overwhelming, the comforter. The comforter was there. And the thing about it, there's no distance in prayer. And so what, what Reverend Como said about the, the laying on of hands, there's different, you know, because I, I prayed the prayer of faith. And in a sense, because there's no distance in prayer, in a sense, that was laying on of hands because there's no distance. There might be thousands of miles between us, but in the spirit, there's no distance. And I noticed in Mark, um, okay, I was just there, 16. It said, I'm, I'm a reader, a header. You know, I always learn you look at the scripture ahead and the scripture underneath to get the right context. And if you read in, um, in 20, you know, Jesus had ascended back to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying of signs. And so that was literally what was happening here that the Lord was confirming his word because that's the, the number one thing that the Holy Spirit was just reminding me of. Are you going to take me at, your, at my word? And I just, I prayed the word over my mom. I knew the word works, and it worked for her in this situation. And so end result, she ended up having a second surgery on her other leg, um, and she was released, and she's doing better than before. So <laughs> praise God. But if you take that and apply it in your own life, you know, I know it'll help you. That Because so often we get in those times, you know, even, uh, even as faith people, we know this stuff. We're taught so well. But do we practice it? Do we live it? And, and when, when push comes to shove and you're in that moment, it's very tempting to just get in the flesh and, you know, freak out and Call all your neighbors, you know, we got to pray, we got to pray. Well, well, did you pray? Tell them. Did you release your faith? Tell them whom we call, only one person. We call, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't call, you know, this chain of people. I called pastor, and I said, will you pray? Can you go visit her and pray? And he went. So, amen. amen. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I just want to make it practical here that, you know, these signs shall follow those you know, who are, who are tormented. You know, these signs will follow those, you know, who hope so. And these signs will follow those who believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Amen? You know, many, many times it's great to have people praying, but you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, when, when I, got, I, got, I got to the hotel room from preaching on the road that night. It was like 12.30 in the night, in the midnight. Her brother called me. So I had to wake her up, and she called uh, her brother, and, uh, uh, and then we released our faith, and uh, the only other thing we did, 
if you if you want you know tell pastor pastor Curry that he can go and visit your mom and uh, and so he went and so it was supernatural it was supernatural that her mom is doing well and uh, but the point is you know you have five things you can believe god for number 1 the bible says if you believe in jesus that you can cast out evil spirits Amen. number 2 that you can speak in new tongues, praising God. Amen? And number three, anything comes across on your journey when you're, when you're living for Jesus, when you're sharing the gospel, no weapon which is formed shall not prevail. Number four, that anything, you dead, anything deadly you might drink or eat, it won't affect you because you're on mission for Jesus. Number five, you lay hands on the sick. The Bible says they will recover. Right? So this week is the best week for you. You know what the history says? Most of the statistics and most of the research says in 52 weeks of the year, Easter week, leading towards Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, most 84% of the people will respond if you invite them to church will respond if you share the gospel with them. So we have probably 150 people here. Each of you take one card and invite somebody from your family, from your neighborhood, from your workplace. I'm telling you, they will respond. 84% of the people are open to the gospel coming to church on Easter weekend than any other week in, in, in 52 weeks. So I want you to pray and invite. I want you to also participate from starting from the parking lot all the way into the church. Be a good greeter, be a good help to people that they will respond to the gospel as they come into the building. Amen? So, as my wife said, you know, Jesus, you know, so in verse 19, so then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of God, and notice what happened. They didn't sit on their rocking chair, or on their church pews, or thinking, you know, these things will happen, these signs will happen. You know what the Bible says? They went out and preached everywhere while the Lord kept working with them. The gospel is not a gospel of sitting down, but it's in action. Amen. When you are in action, the gospel works. Amen. Amen? So the Lord began to work as they went out. So this week is your opportunity to share with people about Jesus, that he's same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And please take that card with you, or more than one card. Pray, invite, and participate. Pray, invite, and participate. You might ask me, preacher, what should I pray? Pray 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4. if you can put on the screen, the Bible says the small God of this world has blinded the eyes of the people not to see the glorious gospel. Amen. 
So you pray that, you know, Father, in Jesus' name, so-and-so, whomever I'm inviting, that the eyes of their understanding being enlightened, and I take authority over that stronghold and deception to be broken, that they will come to church. They will respond to the gospel. And participate, starting from the parking lot all the way into the church as they come. Amen? And invite them. So I just want to challenge you, don't be like the, the, the Pope in, in 1271. He said, those barbarians don't need it. But let's seize the opportunity we have. Amen? Amen. We have the greatest message to share, and we have freedom in our nation to share, and uh, you are blessed and you're well equipped. Amen. Amen? So I want every eye closed. And, uh, and we're going to pray. Before I close, I, I, want to, I want to give an altar call. And